Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe Do You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today's guest um, is going to be an interesting one. I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit later, but before then, I know you have a story for me, Eric. Yeah. I, I just want to say he he reached out to us because he uh, oh. and wanted to be on the, on the podcast, so again, Anytime anybody reaches out to us and, and wants to be on here with us, like, I'm all for it. We want to hear your stories. Yeah. Because sure. we, we believe. Do you? you. <laughs> all right. Well, I want to hear this story that you got for me because right. it happened to Valeria. So I'm yeah. interested. So it was kind of interesting because um, I don't remember. I think I had just gotten back from work or something. I was sitting in the living room, like working on my stuff. And um, she, I get ended up getting like a text and she's like, come. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, what's going on? So I, I kind of freaked out a little bit. I ran over to, uh, I went over to the room and she was still laying in bed. And I was like, what's up? What's going on? And then she's, she starts, you know, telling me about this dream she had. And um, I mean, so we've talked about how you and I haven't really had any dreams with grandma yet. Right. And, um, uh, so she, she ends up telling me that she's, I guess sitting, she's in a room like she, there's this whole other lead up to it, but, um, it was just this weird, she was at this house and it was like a party type thing. And then she was up in this room. Right. And, uh, she ends up, uh, She's in this room and then dad comes in, I guess. And then he says, oh, you're with the baby. But referring to Fluffy. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, grandma's the one that always used to call Fluffy the baby. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's kind of weird, right? So it's then kind of like the dream that I had. And then and then dad tells her tells her that and then he he goes oh this is the room where um my mom died and then she, like valeria turns around she's like oh yeah it is and then she ends up um i guess like turning around mm -hmm. and i guess grandma was laying in the bed mm. and then all of a sudden like grandma starts breathing and she kind of you know sits up and to be honest, I, I can't remember what what she told. Oh, she 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 told her that she was hungry. So she asked her, "Okay, yeah, sure. What do you, what do you want to eat?" And so she starts like she and then she she tells me that she's like, "I right now when I when I woke up like I had it so vivid in my memory. Now I, I it just kind of went away." But she was, you know, giving her a list of things that she wanted to eat and she asked for like lentil soup and some other stuff and some Doritos I think and then so she ends up turning around and she sees um she sees dad and dad has like this mask on like uh hold on okay sorry I just got to go ahead to tell the story so now I can say it without whispering <laughs> yeah uh so she ends up uh getting puts on a mask yeah no no mask? no. He, she turns around and, and his eyes are painted like kind of like how batman paints his eyes under the mask oh, to make him yeah. completely black kind of mm -hmm. like that and she ends up waking up and then 
so so she wakes up or she thinks she wakes up or she really did wake up and she's so anyway so she's laying there like sometimes we'll sleep back to back but like touching yeah and so uh so she kind of like scoots back a little bit and she feels she feels me laying next to her and then so she's like okay i don't she's like uh she didn't realize at what point i had gotten into bed and all of a sudden she says she heard me cough and she's like mm-hmm. wait and then she like leans back more and she doesn't feel anybody in the bed with her anymore so she felt like somebody was laying next to her in the bed Ooh. yeah so that's why she was like come like yeah i was like okay Get your ass over here right now <laughs> but 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 she says that she doesn't she doesn't know like she feels that she was still asleep and mm-hmm. that maybe that she heard me cough is when she actually woke up. Woke up, yeah. But I think for me, that's kind of like her. Um, she's trying not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? She She's uh, trying to be like, that's her logical explanation for yeah, what happened. Yeah, for why she felt what she felt. So I, I don't know. I don't know if, if she felt like if grandma was like in like laying there or mm-hmm. what it was. Else? Yeah. I'm hoping it wasn't something else yeah yeah hmm. well i recently had a dinner with mom the other day and she actually told me um remember i think i told you that she she had a dream with grandma yeah but you couldn't remember i think you said yeah well she i didn't realize she never even actually told me what happened mm. in the dream um but we had dinner the other day and she told me she said that she walked up to this house with with you and I and we were little kids like I don't know 10 and 7 or some shit um we were little kids and we walked into this house and she didn't recognize the house but it was just the house that we walked into and then there's a little girl there and she like I guess the little girl walked up to us and walked up to mom and and said something to her and then just walked away and walked into um a door but walked through the door not like open the door and like closed it behind her but like a ghost like walked through the door and mom was like what the hell and then all of a sudden we were grown up like current like our current ages so we were adults now and my mom and mom walks over to the door and opens it and it's grandma and but now she's like older like how you know she was when she passed and um that's how mom like gave her got to give her kisses and got to give her hugs and talk to her for a little bit and she was saying that that yeah it was just like a super um vivid dream and she doesn't know who that little girl was and I was like well maybe it was grandma like as a little girl and she's but I mean I guess we don't really know what grandma looked like as a little girl um but yeah that was mom's like visitation dream that she had with with grandma we were there but not really i guess but that it was it was really nice because she didn't get to like she wanted to see her on mother's day but it was only like one visitor a day so i was the one who did um so she didn't really get to say goodbye and and whatnot but that was she felt that that was her opportunity to say bye yeah all right okay guys so today we have wajid hassan on and i read through his book 
and I want to talk about that, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about today. Um, I'm really excited for this for this interview, for this conversation, um, but I'm going to let you introduce yourself a little further because I don't want there to be anything that I miss, um, but yeah, so if you'd like to, to give us a little background of who you are, what you do. Yeah, thanks, uh, Michelle. Thank you, Eric, for having me on your show. Um, I was... Um... I was born in Pakistan and my parents, they moved to England when I was three and I lived in the north of England till the age of 10. Then they moved to London. Um, from there, I went to high school in, in England, London, primarily in the East End of London. Uh, had my formal education, got into the technical field um, and worked as a fuel service engineer for a number of years in uh, Southern England. Then uh, moved... Uh, to to the states in the 80s primarily los angeles uh lived in los angeles for over 30 years um got out of the tech technical field got into comedy and acting worked as a union actor for 20 years and then recently uh moved to uh, raleigh north carolina i've been here since 2018 and uh currently on your show talking about paranormal and ufos and all <laughs> kinds of fun stuff so that's uh, yes. that's where i'm at it's a very uh very interesting very interesting life so yeah. far <laughs> i mean that I, and that's just uh, the tip of the iceberg from what i'm i'm hearing so i'm excited to to dive into this to what is your life <laughs> So um, I always start the uh, podcast asking our guests this very specific question. And then there's a second question that I'll ask later on. <laughs> but the first question that I always ask is, what was your very first paranormal experience that you can remember? I think being born was my first paranormal experience. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. yeah. I've, I've had a, I've, I've had a few um, paranormal experiences. I, I was, uh, you know, based on a past life. I, I was born fairly psychic, um, and uh, when we, when we moved from pa Pakistan to England, my parents were very poor. It was uh, two two older brothers, a younger sister, my parents, and so we went on buses and trains. We didn't go on any airplanes or airports, and it took it took us five weeks. And my I don't recall it, but at the age of three, um, my my brothers they used they used to ask me uh, if the train that they that were that they were waiting for was going to come on time. And uh, I would say yes if it was, and I would say no if it wasn't, and I was always right. So uh, mm. I guess my first paranormal psychic experience was at the age of three. I could predict trains coming on time or not. So uh, from there, I had, uh, um, I think, a very vivid one was at the age of six where um, I was playing in the school playground, and I could see... Um, uh, psychically, uh, a UFO land at, on on the playground uh, in an on another dimension, and I could clearly see it with my psychic vision, and so it really intrigued me. It didn't scare me, but it really intrigued me. So even at that young age, I knew that uh, you know flying saucers or the people who man these spacecraft uh, sometimes are actually living in uh, higher dimensions. 
which are actually not possible for us to see unless we're psychic or we can tune into them. So even at that younger age, uh, I started getting visions. And then, of course, it, it moved on to other other experiences as well. So do you still, do you, did you, I know uh, for a lot of children, they kind of almost like grow out of those psychic abilities like did did that happen to you or did you have other people telling you that what you were seeing wasn't real or um, things like that and kind of subdued those abilities or have you continued to to hold on to those even to today um i i've continued to have different uh paranormal experiences um it's very interesting that you should say that michelle because uh, children uh, also remember their past lives uh when they're very young and you know, research has shown that as well. And I'm a firm believer in reincarnation and they have glimpses of their past lives and they talk to their parents about, you know, they were in this particular house or in this particular um, relationship or in this particular country. And they're, and they're always, the, the parents don't understand. They always think they're in some kind of land of fantasy. Um, mm -hmm. Even at a younger age, I remember uh, glimpses of a past life that I had um uh being in a uh being a, a yogi in a cave in the himalayas i remember having a long hair tall long beard uh sitting in a lotus posture and i remember those uh, visions and so a lot of children have these visions of past lives and because the parents don't understand they think they're in they're either in a fantasy world and so uh of course as they grow older they get a comp uh, you know they get a um I guess they kind of conform to their present life and then their past life visions uh, disappear. Um, so that to me is, is another indication that, you know, reincarnation is a fact and it's something that I think also that should be taught worldwide um, because uh, it, 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 first of all, it'll, it'll, um, you know, take away this aspect of the so-called inequalities of life. You know, why is somebody born poor? Why is somebody born rich? Why, why a three-year-old can play the piano and and you know, some little two-year-old is born with cancer? So all these things, parts of um, our experience of life of reincarnating, coming on and off this planet, learning experiences, different races, different religions. Uh, in order to gain uh, mastery of our inner selves and rise up and become, you know, conscious spiritual beings that we're supposed to be. So um, that's a good question there, Michelle. Thank you. Now, I 100% I believe in past lives and in reincarnation, especially, I mean, I think if people actually looked into it a little bit more, they would they would see and, and hear and read about all these experiences that, you know, these kids are able to um, retell, you know, bits and pieces. And, and there's, I mean, even recently where they're able to connect, you know, a kid's story with a person who actually existed in, in the military. This is one that I'm thinking of. Um, he was a, an air fighter and ended up going down, um, I think, in World War II. Yeah, or, I remember that story. I, like, yeah. Or, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. Fascinating, yeah. Yeah. So. And Why also, do you think it's... You know, it's yeah, no, go, go ahead, ahead. Rick. Uh, also, you know, people would think twice, uh, you know, we, we, we live in such a turmoil these days, you know, there's all this hatred between religions and races, and people would think twice mm -hmm. when they went to war or were ordered to go to war, 
that the people they're going to kill could be somebody their you know their father or mother or sister or brother in a past life so i think that teaching is critical uh, in 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 the aquarian age i really do absolutely yep yeah why why do you think it, it is so difficult for people to open themselves up to the idea of you know past lives like part of it is belief part of it is belief they've been raised with this particular belief really particular religion that tells them there's only one life and that's it and so you know it's dogma they've been indoctrinated with that belief i don't know if you guys know but um some christian uh re- you know uh researchers themselves uh, are coming up with the fact that uh that uh, about i think 700 years ago uh reincarnation was actually taught in the christian religion they actually took it out the roman catholic church took out reincarnation uh deliberately in, and put this one life to live in order to control the masses so even even that was taken out so um a lot of it is fear and a lot of it is ignorance and people are not open minded enough i think people like yourselves and and myself we've had experiences and paranormal experiences ourselves recollections of past lives and and so for us it's kind of a no brainer but uh, for other people it can be very i remember telling this very a good friend of mine wonderful woman and but i told her about you know this um uh the christian research is talking about reincarnation and she just she just totally froze up she says don't believe everything you hear you know she just wasn't open minded enough to to listen so you know i think it takes a certain amount of bravery to open up your mind open up your intuition and uh and you know your intuition is the greatest light detector ever ever created i wrote that in my book and so if we open up our intuition we can discriminate between the lies the untruths and the truths I I just think it's funny that that people are so willing to and and I guess I don't know I this might, <laughs> I don't know if this will get cut out but I, I just think it's it's funny how people are so willing to throw their faith completely into something they've never seen before yet something that has been proven time and time again we've seen many people experience these things or or even There's, science has like started to go, you know, and they're they're just not willing to yes. open their minds to that. You know, it's it it blows my mind because, I mean, I I'm not gonna say we were ever super religious, but obviously we were raised, you know, Catholic. But, um, as we've gotten older, we, like we've opened our minds to different things. We've had different experiences. So for us, it's kind of like, well, how can I deny things that I've experienced? You know in the past you know so well uh, yeah absolutely eric you can't you know people can put you down but you know you had those experiences i've known i know i have i've had these experiences i don't have to explain to anybody um you know i had a very amazing experience at the age of 18 with a directly with a ufo and i kept it to myself i only recently i opened it up uh, and wrote it in the book but to to me i didn't need to tell anybody i knew i had that experience and so um yeah people and then you talk about a uh, faith and religion uh, i i was raised as a muslim i went to the mosque and 
did the, read the Quran and did the Arabic prayers. At the same time, I went to a Church of England schools where we did Bible study uh, and, uh, you know, hymns and carols. And I love both aspects of that faith, but I found them very, uh, nothing against Christianity or Islam. But when I met my own yogi master at the age of 16, I knew there was more based on my past experience, there was more to life than just the dogma of uh, organized religion. So, you know, I expanded my, uh, you know, ideology and my, and my faith. And then again, you know, based on my own research. So, you know, what I want to tell your listeners is don't take everything for granted. Do your own research like I did and, 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 and with an open mind and you'll find that you'll get tremendous amount of revelations uh, like I did and you guys did as well. As just real quick, as somebody who has, I mean, you said you've read the the Quran and and I mean, you went to a Christian school. How similar are the two, the two books, or how diametrically different are they? Is there any similarities between the two? Um, I believe that all the religions are the same. I think they were they came in different mm-hmm. times, different cultures. Uh, they all take they all teach the same spiritual principles, yeah. you know. Thou shalt not kill, be kind to your neighbor, be charitable. And it's those aspects that people bypass and they and they listen to the to the right. to the to the indoctrinations and become radicals in this religion and radicals in that religion. And that's got nothing to do with the religion itself. All the great teachers, their their teachings were all the spiritual teachings were the same. Uh, just just given in different times and places, and so I don't, there was no, I didn't see any fundamental difference between Islam and uh, Christianity, uh, different different types of uh, teachings, but all the spiritual laws are un, you know, the, the spiritual laws cannot be changed, and you know, things like uh, you know being kind doing prayer, helping another. I mean, those, those things are universal. They just cannot be changed at all. And the problem is people are not following them these days. They're, they're killing in the name of religion. They're killing in the name of race. And so, you know, uh, it's, it's not a case of going back to the ideology. It's going back to the spiritual laws, which have been laid down by all the great teachers of all the religions. Don't you guys agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've, I feel like we <laughs> literally just talked about this, if not the last episode. Yeah, the previous, I think it was the last episode. But, yeah. But I mean, it's it's a topic that comes up, whether we're talking on the podcast or just in general. I mean, yeah, I'm grateful that my brother and I <laughs> are kind of on the same page with, you know, organized religion and the way things that have kind of played out. Um, and it's it's funny, too, because it's not something that we ever talked about growing up together you know what yeah. i mean like we we had similar experiences as far as the church is concerned i think i distanced myself a little bit before my sister did um but it, it also i guess has to do with the fact that i'm older so like i got to the age where i was just like yeah you know what uh, i don't i'm not feeling this and then my sister just kind of kept going i, I feel like just kind of from my mother yeah and then at some point she as well just kind of you know went her own way and and we still have very similar feelings towards towards you know organized religion i mean i personally i feel like hey whatever you want to believe in that's great um but there's no reason for you to like 
again, I grew up Catholic. I have my beliefs right now. I have my beliefs now, but I'm not just because somebody's Muslim or somebody's Christian or Jewish or Buddhist or whatever. It doesn't mean that I'm going to going to hate them for what they believe. Like if that's what they want to believe, then I respect that. You believe what you want to believe as long as we're treating each other with respect kindly. and respect. kindly. You know what I mean? And I exactly. feel like that's what's most important. You know, yeah, exactly. So. And, uh, you know, and then there there are people who follow the religion who are very, very nice people as well. Mm -hmm. My mother's a devout Muslim, wonderful woman. And, you know, I've met people from other religions. So, you know, each each person has their own individual path. Some some maybe a little higher, some maybe a little on the on the different levels. But all, all in all, it's all it's all one path back to the original divine source. Absolutely. So um, I, I didn't mention the, the book title, so I'm going to do it now and then ask a question. But um, so in your book, The Struggle for World Sanity, um, there is one part in particular that uh, or well, honestly, even as, more so in the beginning, I kept getting deja vu almost as if I had read the book before, um, which is very interesting because I, I mean, I know for a fact I haven't. And I was, and I couldn't, I couldn't figure out why. I don't know. It was very weird, but I kept getting little moments of, of deja vu, which, which I found very fascinating. But I know that you, um, you just mentioned also that you didn't talk about your UFO experience until the book. And I know it because I read it, but <laughs> if you could share that experience with our listeners and with Eric as well. Yeah, um, I was 18 uh, in, in London at the time, and I got this strong feeling uh, that I had to be somewhere and I couldn't pinpoint what the feeling was. And then uh, the third day, I, I couldn't ignore this feeling. I was just being guided to be at a certain place. And um, I got out the map of England and I started tracing my hand over uh, England to f and to try to pinpoint where I needed to be. And then finally, uh, my finger stopped at this place near Stonehenge, a town called Salisbury. And I knew that I had to be there that Friday at midnight. Don't ask me why, but I did. And I didn't know why I had to be there. Um, so, of course, I didn't tell anybody. And I, I took the Greyhound or the coach that they call them in England from London to Salisbury. And I got there at night at 1030. Um, and so I walked down these country lanes for, for an hour and a half. And then finally, uh, close to midnight, I was by this uh, this this uh, farm farmhouse near a farm, and I jumped the fence. Uh, it was near. It was a place called Clearwater, and as soon as, as soon as it was midnight, I looked up in the sky, and I saw this uh, large circular disc object uh, move uh, slowly in the sky from from the um, uh, from the uh, uh, the south to the north and I knew I'd, I'd be I was exactly where I needed to be and then I waited my I waited and then around 1 30 a.m. another uh, disc-shaped object uh, moved from the east to the west across the sky and to me it signified the sign of the cross and you know the cross as you know is 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 a very holy symbol it depicts the ascension of man um, 
you know, through experience. It, it's much older than Christianity. It goes way back. The Egyptians used it. Other civilizations have used this cross. So I thought it was very significant that I, I, I see this, this uh, extraterrestrial craft and they're giving me a sign of the cross. And then at 3, 3 a.m. exactly, a much larger craft. And this, this wasn't a physical, this wasn't a psychic apparition. This was actually very physical. A much larger craft came over and ho- and stopped and hovered over where I was, about 100 feet ab- above me. And then I could see this white flash of light come from the hull of the craft. And I was filled with this tremendous energy, this beautiful energy. How long it was, I don't know. But my feeling at the time was that the people who controlled this spacecraft were not only scientifically advanced than us, but also extremely spiritual. And that's the feeling I got. And I don't think it happens by chance. And I don't think it the, the experience was designed primarily just for me. And I felt that... Uh, uh, like I say, I didn't, I didn't tell anybody for many, many years. But when I wrote the book, I felt it was time to let people know that there are beings who are uh, extremely advanced, who have watched us for millions of years, and these are the beings uh, that that my own spiritual yogi master, Doctor George King, was in contact with, and uh, and have been have been watching us and observing us and protecting us for many, many, many years. And it was very interesting to note that when Dr. King, my yogi master, was contacted by these beings uh, in the 50s, there was a tremendous amount of flying saucer activity around the planet. And it was at the same time that we started exploding the atom and hydrogen bombs. And it was known uh, by them that we were not only destroying the earth, but we were at at the brink of destroying civilization again. And so they absorbed a lot of that radionic radioactive fallout and actually saved us so these are actually people who 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 do care about us and so um that to me was again a personal experience that i didn't tell anybody about but i think if people keep an open mind they can realize that we're not alone and that we are being taken care of uh and watched over by by these wonderful uh, who I refer to as cosmic masters. And I just want to be clear for our audience as well that at this point, there's no way that that could have been a drone. Like, it's this yeah. is, <laughs> you know, because I know people are always going to try and like, oh, this and that. Everything's no. a drone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no way this is a drone. Well, that happened in the uh, in the uh, late seventies, so drones weren't even uh, around. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just yeah. I just wanted to be clear for our audience. Uh, so, guys, it was not a drone. <laughs> um, I, I I think it's kind of curious too that um, your psychic uh, sort of uh, how do I say it? It's always time based. You know what I mean? Like uh first uh, when you were younger the the trains being able to predict you know it's based on time and then now you know when you were trying to like when you were going over the map of england it was a specific time yes. that you needed to be at a certain spot interesting I, observation I, yeah. I didn't even think yeah. about it yeah yeah so and i was gonna ask if you've ever had any sort of um psychic um apparitions or anything like that to where whereas like you were looking back in time or forward in time uh, at all? Um, well, like I say, I had visions of, of a past life. Um, um, I don't think I've had any 
uh, just like you, Michelle, and I think a lot of people also, we all get, we all get deja vu. And so I think deja vu is very important because um, I feel that sometimes our, our life is kind of destined in many ways. And I don't think it was by chance that you read the book. The other day I was with some friends and we were in a restaurant and I just got a deja vu that I've been in this restaurant before and I've been talking to these people. So I think our higher self has premonitions or recollections or predeterminations of, of our future. And we see those, um, you know, um, I remember my sister, uh, she had a, a vision of being in Peru uh, at, a, at a festival, a Christian festival when she was 10 years old. And when she was in her 30s, she went to Peru and she saw the exact same festival. So uh, sometimes we see things that are, that are meant to be in our lives. So it's a question is, is our life predetermined? Uh, I know that I know that before we're born, we, we, we pick our high selves, pick our parents and our environment and our conditions that we need in order to, you know, have certain experiences. So deja vu and premonitions, I think, are a, a, a part of our path in, in life to tell us that either we're on the, on the right track or we're on the wrong track. It's a very fascinating subject. That 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 kind of hurts me to to a certain degree because like I I just feel like when 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 for example like parent, when kids have just the most horrible parents like our father unfortunately did having growing up it's like you just hope that that's just horrible luck that they ended up having that but you know to hear that you know you you select your parents before you know it it's just kind of like oh man that's so but again it's it's without those experiences, I think my father wouldn't have been the person that he grew up to be. Exactly. And then, you know, and the father that he was to yeah. teach us and then kind of keep passing that down. So, I mean, it's very unfortunate that, that, you know, that is the case, but, um, damn, that's just, reason. yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Crazy. My father was very strict and, you know, and I didn't really like our relationship. But uh, it taught me many things. And sometimes some of the worst experiences, uh, you become more wiser and empathetic than if you were just raised with a silver spoon in your mouth and you didn't have those experiences. Mm -hmm. So they probably made you more compassionate, more wiser people. They certainly have with me. Uh, the so-called bad experiences, uh, I think, teach us more. <laughs> uh, yeah, pain is sometimes a very tough teacher, but... It does make us better people. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I had a question regarding. Or, so, when you spoke earlier of of seeing um, UFO, I guess earlier uh, in your life, you said that it was in a different dimension. And then speaking about the the ones in Stonehenge, you're like that was very physical, or they were like here. What what is? Are were they kind of different aliens like what how do some stay in that dimension versus some come are able to be in our dimension like what's what's the difference there why why that's, a, that's that? a great that's a great question michelle because um you know like you said as science is advancing people people's intelligences are being insulted when we're being told that there's no such thing as ufos or, uh, or aliens or life on other planets it's just ridiculous now so i don't want you know 
most people laugh at the government or the press now when they when they question such things. And there's so much again, so much evidence for uh, UFOs and the existence of life. Um, Dr. King wrote a book uh, in nineteen in the nineteen sixties called "You Are Responsible," and he he was as a yogi master. He was able to project from his physical body uh, on his astral body and go to different dimensions and visit these advanced civilizations. Now, if you study Hindu and uh, Buddhist philosophies, we know that you know even on this earth that there are levels above us and levels below us. Dr. King says the six levels uh, of of dimensions above us and four levels below us, which are termed the lower astral realms. And so this is just on this planet. So if you look at different other planets, they have the same uh, dimensions, probably not lower astral, lower realms, but they do have higher realms. So he was able to project to places like Mars and Venus and converse with higher civilizations on higher dimensions, which again, we can't physically see unless we're psychic or we can project there. And so I agree with the scientists. You can probably go to Mars or Venus or Saturn or Jupiter in a physical uh, spacecraft and probably not even see any life. And Dr. King said you could be on Mars for 100 years and not detect any life because, you know, they're, 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 they're and quantum physics is, is recently has explored you know different dimensions uh different parallel universes and so we're not even aware of the dimensions we're not even aware of the nature spirits that control the weather never mind different dimensions and only the metaphysician who studied these dimensions know about it and it's the same with other planets so they can come from a different dimension and and materialize on a physical level so they can actually from their higher dimensions, they can come onto the physical level and and have a physical spacecraft. And then they've been seen sometimes to, to appear and then just disappear and go back to, to another dimension. So that explains uh, why I could physically see them on this level. And then psychically, I could also see them on another on another level as well. It's very that, interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. for sure. It's, I mean, my mind's being blown right now because I, I didn't even think about it that way. Like, you know, like there could be life on Mars, just not in this dimension. You know what I mean? Like that it's, we can see. Yeah. It's with our physical eyes. Yeah. I, I actually I never I never thought of it that way either. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, but well, I mean, if you look uh, if you look at uh, terrestrial science. You know, these days, basic terrestrial science with a with a global positioning satellite, you can pinpoint anybody on the Earth uh, who has a cell phone. And that's just basic. And now, if you amplify that millions of times, you're going you're looking at craft that can go to different dimensions that have computerized systems that are millions of years ahead of us that can probably pinpoint every single live stream on the planet. Probably have a complete history they say of our past, present, and future. And so we're going beyond the realms of science fiction. They say sometimes, yeah. you know, uh, f- you know, truth is stranger than fiction. So some of these truths about these the the capabilities of these um, beings and their spacecraft is beyond our thinking. Is beyond we can't even. I think some of the even the highest terrestrial scientists will not be able to figure out their technology because they're, they're millions of years advanced than us. So mm-hmm. we, you know, it's something that's. I think, 
I think it's a great sign of hope for planet Earth. And that's another reason I wrote the book, because right now we're, we're in such a turmoil. We have these endless wars. We have famine, pollution, and we have political ideology, the right against the left. We have um, an economic system that favors a minority of becoming millionaires and everybody's into slave labor. And so I, I can't really rely on 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 the warmongers or the generals, but I can look up into the sky and get inspiration, get power, get spiritual healing uh, that was sent through me. And these beings are, are sending this, this energy not only to me, but to everybody who looks up and asks for this energy. And uh, I, I do believe that w along with other people that there is a great spiritual renaissance occurring on this planet, uh, a quickening of, of, of vibrations. And in, within the next few centuries, we're going to see a, a beautiful dawning of a new world, a new age where all this stuff that we're going through will be dispelled. And so uh, that was another reason for, for writing the book, was to give your listeners hope that there is light at the end of the tunnel and we don't have to... Uh, stay in this misery and mire that we we've actually created by our Pretty, own actions yeah. yeah and and i uh reading your book it, a lot of um your your message just overall was very similar to a, a previous guest that we had on uh craig lefave who, who had also written some books and i mean the the similarities as far as you know there's something big coming to you know kind of be prepared for that and um raise your vibrations and and and, and all that it, it was like kind of validating to read yours is kind of you know similar um concepts as well and um one thing that i it, it did your book did give me hope too because i i can't well okay sorry so let me get my thoughts all in, in order so in, in in chapter six like what you started with was saying that a lot of people these days don't feel like they belong here like they they feel like an alien on this planet and I know that for myself um I feel that a lot that I'm just like get me off this planet like I don't this I don't I don't I don't need material things like a lot of people do like they want the biggest the best they need the money they need this they need that and I'm like I don't I don't need that um but it's like almost like we've gotten to the point where we do need it to even just survive <laughs> but um I, I know that you had also ended up talking about that we were from a planet from like Melbeck, if I'm saying that yeah, correctly correct. and, and, and all that. And it's just like, I don't know, for me, I'm like, yeah, it would make sense that I'm not, it that this feels not like home, home or like, I just want to, yeah, just not be here. And, and, and it's never gotten dark where I was like, I, you know, had suicidal thoughts, but very much like, I wish an alien would just come abduct me and take me away already because like I can't, I can't handle this. Um, and I know earth is meant to be difficult because we're supposed to learn, but yeah, that, that feeling of not feeling like you're belong, like you belong here, I guess, if that makes sense. I feel like yeah, a lot of people, you know, are, you know I, I think our superconscious mind remembers everything from our initial birth billions and billions of years ago. So Deep down in in us, we we you know again we'd have to advance, uh, 
you know, ourselves in order to remember these things and contact our superconscious uh, mind and, it, you know, and, and raise our vibrations to the point where we can go into deep meditation like my master could do and, and reach states like nirvana, cosmic consciousness, where we can remember our past lives. And he was able to project from his body and read the aura of our planet of course, our planet is a living spiritual being, a goddess, it's not just a piece of rock. And just like a yogi master can read the aura uh, of, of an individual and see their past, present and future, uh, he, he could project from his body and read the uh, aura of the planet, which people have referred to as the Akashic, Akashic Records. And he was able to see uh, our history uh, that 18 million years ago, we were actually resident on this planet called Maldek. Uh, it was in orbit between uh, Jupiter and Mars, and it was highly sophisticated planet. Robots took care of all the menial tasks. And, you know, the Bible talks about Adam and Eve and the fall from the Garden of Eden. And to me, it's just a fairy story, but it has a, it's a fairy story with a lot of moral because we we were in utopia at one time on this planet. We had abundance to eat. We could control the weather. Uh, we were a very high civilization. And then for some reason, these scientists, the, the lust for greed and power, suddenly spurned and they created a, a, a hydrogen bomb, which was 10,000 times more powerful than the one we have on Earth today and completely destroyed the planet Maldek. And so um, all that's left of our original home planet is the asteroid belt. And so um, the Earth gave us sanctuary at that time and allowed us to reincarnate on her back. And uh, over the millions of years that we've been here, we've had two major civilizations. First was Lemuria, the second was Atlantis. And those two fell on, under, under the waters in, atomic, in an atomic war. So we've also reached this stage now where again we've unleashed the power of the atom and we're in danger of another nuclear holocaust. Uh, but like you said, like your last guest and other people who are sensitive, they know that this great change, something's happening, this change is, is occurring. And only those people, well, not only it's not only the Aquarian age, but also our Mother Earth is also raising her vibrations. She's been told to raise her vibrations. And so there is this tremendous change that will come in the next few centuries. And only those who are willing to rise their vibrations will be allowed to stay. The, the rest, the warmongers and the, and all those people who have caused havoc throughout the centuries, they will, through death, they will be reincarnated on another planet in this solar system. Uh, the scientists have referred to this as Planet X. And they, they, we can't see it because it's on the, on the other side of the, the sun from the Earth. But they know it's there. They say it's like 10 times size of earth and based on the magnetic pull from uh, uranus and neptune they know it's there and so that's the difference now uh, no longer will man be allowed to rape and destroy this planet uh, it's it's the beginning of the end for mankind and it's very interesting michelle and eric that the mayan calendar finished in in the year 2012 and it wasn't the end of civilization it was the beginning of civilization so this is the beginning of a of a new era for mankind, a new uh, where there's not going to be wars and pollution and an economic system and races and religions. It's just going to be 
uh, beautiful, beautiful new ways that's coming. But we have to work for it. And the way to work for it is to cooperate with the higher beings and send out this this white light of healing and help raise and transmute the whole world. The time, the last time we spoke about this as well, um, the, the way that I explain this, to, or I guess helps me understand this is almost kind of like uh, what the Christians call the rapture. Where once, like, you know, the second coming of Christ and he's going to take everybody up into heaven type of thing. That's that's what this reminds me of as far as like, you know, of being getting on a higher frequency to be and and, you know, everyone who is on this higher frequency will be, you know, taken to another was a, another planet and then everybody else will be, you know, or vice versa. Vice versa. Okay, the other way around. They, they, yeah, go, sorry. To, they go to Planet yeah. X, and then, and then good yeah. people get to say, "Yeah." But <laughs> yeah. that's that's what it reminds me of. So I guess it's it's the other way around. They'll get raptured away, taken to, <laughs> you know, Planet basically X. hell, and uh, you know, everybody else that's on a higher vibration will get to stay and live in peace. I I don't think it's going to be hell. I think I think it's in mercy that they will be taken through death because they won't be able to withstand the vibrations here. So I don't think it, I don't think it's a as a punishment. They will just be taken to that other planet to relive the histories of the bloody histories that we've created here. But it it will be again a teaching. I don't think I don't think karma, uh, you know, uh, punishes. I think it teaches. Sometimes it's very very painful, but it's uh, but life yeah. is a, life is a, a teacher, not a punisher, and that's what my master used to say. And you know, you talked about the next coming. A lot of the religions talk about the Amar Mahdi, the return of Christ. Uh, and, and that's also been predicted by the seers of the past and, and the present. And uh, what Dr. King, he got a message uh, through the higher beings that, yes, there will be another Messiah that will that will openly come uh, to planet Earth. But he... He will actually come openly in a in a spacecraft and land openly among people. He said he said they'll be tall, humanoid, in a one piece suit, and he he will be very tall, about seven feet tall. And he will approach the Earth leaders, and they will ask of his credentials. He will be a great spiritual leader, and and you know those who don't heed his word of of you know spiritual unification of the planet. Again, through death, he's not going to come to kill anybody, but through death, uh, will be reincarnated on the other planet. And this is really out- outstanding that I find quite chilling. But they said that his power will be greater than the combined military might of all the armies. So he will, he, again, he won't demonstrate anything that will kill, but one thing that he may do is like move the Statue of Liberty from New York to the West Coast with his mind. That That's the kind of power this person will have. So that's, it, those will I be interesting got... times because yeah. we'll be alive because we'll be reincarnating on enough Earth. So those will, be, those will be very interesting times. So, you know, parting the Red Sea by Moses could be like uh, Disneyland compared to the kind of power that this master will have. So that will be fantastic to see. I, yeah. I I just got chills right now, but I guess for me the the easiest way to really like um to not comprehend, comprehend well. I was gonna say not I guess maybe <laughs> it is comprehend then just like is I always 
relate things to comic books just because that's like the easiest way for me to, you know, cause like, like you hear all this and there's just so much of this in like comic books too. It's like, do it makes you wonder, it's like, do these guys know something that we don't? Because what you're, what you're describing almost sounds to me like, uh, I think it's, it's Dr. Manhattan from, um, Oh my God. I can't believe the comic book just left my mind, but he's this, he's this being who ended up, he was created in the lab, like through an, a, a scientific accident and he comes back and he's able to control like down to the smallest atom and he can grow like in this case, he can grow to um, uh, this enormous size. And he, at one point he just gets fed up with, with earth and he just goes to Mars and lives in solid, um, a solitary life for a while and then comes back and and he's so powerful that he he is way more powerful than than all the militaries you know and anything that the military has and it just that's when you were describing this this second messiah that's what came to my mind well you know we we exist on a mind belt around earth and people pick up these uh these um these teachings from the mind belt and so, and they put them into comic books, and they think they're they're comic books. But there's always an element of truth behind it. And um, you know, there are, there are actually ascended masters that live on this planet that they they lived in the same body for like twenty five thousand years, and you could fire a gun at them, and it and they, it will reflect. So there are actually masters living on planet right now that that defy you know. Uh, Science, sciences as we know it and have tremendous powers and at the same time we also need to be advised that there are you know beings in the lower realms who are just as powerful as well demonic beings who are also very advanced scientifically not spiritually but very scientifically advanced and so i believe also you know uh comic books probably pick up on that on the mind belt these wars, invisible wars that are occurring behind the scene uh, for the souls of mankind is an energy war. And so, you know, they, they send out this black energy in order to, to control the minds of the masses and keep them in slavery while the forces of light are asking us to raise and send out the white light of healing of love to help counteract this, this uh, invisible war that's happening behind the scenes. And a lot of writers... Uh, pick up on these things and so sometimes what you may think is comic a comic book may actually not be a comic book it's something that they're picking up uh, from the mind bell of earth mm-hmm. um, and it's the watchman by the way i just oh, I, the watchman yeah comic? Mm-hmm. Oh. um but yeah i just i just find it very fascinating very interesting because uh, like i mentioned before like in the comics there's always uh, in the two major, which is DC and Marvel, there's there's a multiverse in both of them, you know, like um, there's always. So, again, going back to what we were talking about earlier about um, ab- about the different dimensions and stuff like that, there's in those comic books, there's these different dimensions as well, where different versions of ourselves exist or, or stuff like that. Give me one second. Yeah, and we have we have to we have to understand as well that we also were advanced scientifically and spiritually at one time on Maldek, Lemuria, and Atlantis. So those recollections also are in are in our mind. Uh, we've we've regressed to like pretty much animalistic type existence right now, just survival 
of the fittest. And so, uh, again, the cosmic beings are telling us to rise and become the gods that we were. You know, it's our heritage to ascend. It's our heritage to have, you know, old age is a curse. It's our heritage uh, to live as we were, you know, uh, as, as the gods that we were. And so they want us to join us. They, they're not telling us to, you know, do anything better. They want us to be part. We're all interrelated. The cosmos, the solar system, this planet, other planets, we're all part of the one, one universal life. And that's what they're trying to portray. But, you know, as far as the leaders of this world, they just want to keep us under control and in, and in some kind of mental or spiritual slavery or keep us in debt. And what, what the cosmic master is saying, if you, if you send healing energy through yourselves, you can break away from this. Um, I belong to a group that we, we do this at pretty much every day, a group of people from 50 different countries. We send out the light. Um, and it's the only solution, like everybody is saying right now, to, to the chaos on this earth. And uh, uh, if people are interested, they can go to this website, 12blessings.org, and join us. It's for free, and we, we send out this light on a regular basis uh, as part of our responsibility. I think it's a responsibility we need to take because we don't we want to leave a legacy for, our, for the younger generation. We don't want to leave this planet... Uh, to these younger children uh, where they will live in poverty and pollution and and all the terrible things that are occurring. I think as adults, it's our responsibility to send out the light. Yeah. Well, and why do you, why do you think that this keeps repeating itself where we, we ruin this planet and then we come here and Lumerians and, and, um, Atlanteans. Atlanteans, yeah. It, again, repeat, and then we're doing it again. Like, like, why have we <laughs> not figured it out? Um, I yeah, good. That's that's a million dollar question. I I can't figure it out myself because, um, yeah. Why is it that other civilizations have been in peace for million years, and this, you know, we're, we're regarded in this solar system beyond as a very savage, warlike race, um, but. There was there was one transmission that, that Dr. King got. He said there was another planet uh, in this galaxy that was approached that had similar problems that we had. And they opened themselves up to the higher inspirations and teachings. And they said within 50 years, the whole planet changed. And so uh, we've been offered again. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it doesn't make sense that three times in a row we've destroyed ourselves. And this time we're ready to destroy ourselves again. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a terrestrial mentality that's within us. I, I I can't figure it out because it doesn't make sense. You know, logically speaking, you know, I think I think we're being controlled by a minority of people who keep us under control, who have brainwashed us into going into war and hatred, and and it gives them power. So I think their time is is up as well, and they too will be transmuted and sent to the other planet. So um, this time, I don't think we will be allowed to blow up the planet as we did in the past. And if they, if we try to do that, they, we will be stopped. We, we will still be allowed to war among among ourselves, and we may even have a nuclear holocaust again. And and we may have to go through that many times till we till we learn that we are indeed our brother's keeper. So yeah, that's the, 
that's that's always baffled me and and a lot of people is why did we why do why are we into self destruction and suffering? Yeah. It's just not logical. Yeah, uh, I don't think I'll I'll ever understand that. But um, gotta er- break the cycle. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, um, it happens in fam- would... it happens in families. Yeah. They they just go on and on same cycle till somebody finally says enough is enough. I, I don't want to be part of this, and they change. And I think the human race eventually will say, you know, we've had enough. We don't want any more wars. We have to change. And right now, we're given every opportunity to change. You know, mm-hmm. so these are good times in the midst of bad times. Yeah. Well, and so a- another question that I had um, kind of relating to to these higher beings and extraterrestrials is why is it that some people are just like completely oblivious to them whereas others you know have experiences or see them on a regular basis or have even been abducted and and things like that like what what is the difference in human or is it I mean yeah I don't know what's going Um, on I'm not you know, based on based on the information that I've received and the inf- experience I've had, and what and the information that Dr. King received from these cosmic beings, I don't think they abduct anybody. I think I think that is more um, people being uh, possessed in their dreams, or or having psychic possession by by lower astral f- forces. I think I think he asked a question once. He said. Um, he said, "If you were going to be, t- if you were going to take over the Earth, how long will it take?" They said between ten and fifteen minutes that we could oh, completely shit. take over the Earth. Wow! So I don't think they're 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 malicious in any way. I think they're very spiritual. Um, there's so much evidence. I mean, uh, of you know, astronauts being followed by by flying saucers. All this has been kept secret. Uh, retired military generals talking about UFOs hovering above the uh, nuclear silos and neutralizing them. All these things have been made public. Um, I think the media, uh, again, has you know, put this kind of, this f- aspect of fear and almost, you know, you're laughed at if you believe that you're in flying sources. And I think it's d- deliberately done to control the masses. And I think the masses are now finally realizing that, you know, we, we've been lied to. And uh, a lot of people now are, are, are being open-minded. And then some, I mean, I didn't even have an interest in UFOs. This this experience happened to me without even an interest in UFOs. So a lot of people just, just don't care anyway. They, they have too much on their plate with their fa- lives and their families, so they don't really care. Um, and then there's others that are, that are inquiring and want to know about these things. And and then then there's others that have this experience, but more and more and more this this phenomenon is not dying down. In fact, it's getting more and more popular, so it's not going to yeah. go away. They've been around for eighteen million years. They're not going away tomorrow. Eric, do you have anything? Mm. No. <laughs> no I just, I, I'm trying to focus and then just keep him quiet. So, yeah. but no, I, I mean. I just I, I don't know I, I find it very again the same the same way the same thing that happened to me with uh, Craig's when we had Craig's interview it, it's just it's it's a lot of information you know 
to be to, to process and then a lot of things to think about that you know that that you didn't even think about before you weren't even aware of and then just to be receiving all the information is just it's 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 uh like overwhelming yeah <laughs> it's overwhelming <laughs> to try and process everything you well, know it's I mean? a shock yeah. to the system because you're hearing these mm-hmm. things which have never been talked about in the mainstream media and of course it's a shock to the system uh to learn that we were actually on maldek and we blown you know we destroyed two of our own civilizations these things are very hard to to fathom and and register in the conscious mind yeah they they definitely blew my mind when i when i heard about them absolutely yeah i think my my head hurts less than before <laughs> but only because i was um you that know, was all brand new information. Yeah, that before. was brand new. So some of this is I've I've heard already. So it's not as brand new. So my head hurts a little less than the first time. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. Well, truth is designed uh. to cause um, you know excitation in the brain cells, and you know, and uh, if you if you're not shocked or something doesn't startle you, then obviously it goes by, by, by your head. So it's food for thought and. Uh, and certain truths definitely make us feel uncomfortable. They really do, you know. I don't like the idea of our history, but truth is whether we like it or not, you know. But again, the good thing is, like your last guest and other people who are sensitive, they know that this great change has started. So, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, and we've been given tools to raise our consciousness and so um, it's it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Do these um, do these beings have like names? Like I know people have talked about like the Pleiadians and the Vesuvians and and all these like different species of um, beings, I guess. Um, or are they? Do they? Are they just? Uh, like alien or not aliens i'm sorry angels you know would be like another kind of thing that has a name um do these things have a name or um the the cosmic masters that that contacted uh, dr king they had uh, code names they didn't their real names weren't uh weren't revealed but one one particular cosmic master was called ethereus it's not his real name i don't know why they they they, there's this tend to have secrecy in regards to names but they they if you if you go to um my uh my master's organization website ethereus.org a e t h e r i u s dot o r g uh you can uh read some of these transmissions from these cosmic masters um speaking of names um they've they've also mentioned that some of the great leaders of the religions the real true political leaders of this world uh, were not from Earth. Were from were higher dimensional beings from from other planets. They mentioned the Master Jesus. Uh, they mentioned the Lord Buddha. They mentioned the Lord Krishna. They said that Lord Krishna was from the higher planes of Saturn, and that Buddha and Jesus and Jesus were from the higher planes of Venus. And so again, another shock to the system. But you know, they talk about the star of Bethlehem doesn't just hover over a stable. A star doesn't hover over a stable. So that's food for thought. And when the when the Lord Buddha was born, there was five disc-shaped objects seen above the skies when he was born. And when he died, there was five disc-shaped objects. So um, we have interplanetary masters that, are, that, 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 that came and started these great religions. 
um, were we believe were not from the Earth, were from higher dimensions, other planets. That was definitely one of my favorite parts of uh, of the book, talking about. Well, I mean, I guess specifically again, growing up Catholic because. Every Christmas, you know, the the star and and the stable, like all that, and I guess and you also it, it went to a private Christian private school for a few, like just like kindergarten kind of thing. But hey. anyway, <laughs> um, it's just and, and I guess like the idea popped into my head um, because of like ancient aliens, and not that I believe everything that this show says or anything, but I know that they always talk about there's you know pictures of ufos and beings ascending right. from the sky and things like that in right. old paintings and yeah this this uh, i don't know like i'm i'm almost more inclined to believe that that light is was some sort of being and not a star like it being yeah. a star makes no sense compared <laughs> and somehow this makes definitely a spacecraft it was a spacecraft yeah that, that uh that we believe came from the planet saturn and was uh, did a lot of the metaphysical uh, manipulations in order that a Venusian like Jesus could could be born uh, onto planet Earth, and uh, even in the Bible, uh, I'm not quite sure exactly. I think it's Revelations, but uh, Jesus said that I was I'm from the I'm from the house of David and the bright and morning star. What's the bright and morning morning star? Mm. That's Venus. So even in the Bible, he says he's from Venus. So uh, again, it's food for thought, which again, which is riling up a lot of Christian philosophy. But you know, again, you know, it's a case of you know what's truth and what's uh, what's lies. So um, I I I believe I'm, I'm more on on the on the side of you know um, a highly advanced interplanetary master coming and saving the planet to uh, to 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 a star. Yeah. I mean, you know, even scientifically, there's no such thing as a star that can hover over a stable. It's just scientifically impossible. But a UFO hovering over the stable, like I tend to believe that for sure. Well, again, (laughs) blowing my mind. It makes you think of things differently. You know what I mean? Like, it just makes it does make a lot more sense than you know. It being a star, yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's always like really fun for me for people to to read the stories in the Bible and and believe the way that they played out, but but then you give them something that's just as similar as far as like like let's say saying like we actually came from this planet, they'd be like, no, that's that's BS. But it's like, like but you'll believe. I guess what you're you trying know. to get at is like you, you'll believe that he can walk on water, but you can't believe that he was placed in the stable by a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Is that, exactly. Is that, you yeah. Know I mean? yeah. Yeah. You can't pick and choose yeah, exactly. your truths. Yeah. Either, yeah. You, either you believe it all or you don't. Yeah. And, you know, this, oh, we could go on, but I, I won't. This, this, <laughs> I could go on about that aspect, <laughs> but I won't. I think we'll yeah. keep it at that. <laughs> okay. No, well, I was going to ask you if there's anything that, that we missed, if there's anything that you wanted to say before we start wrapping up. Um, well, like I said, we just scratched the surface in regards yeah, to some, sure. of these, some of these subjects. Um, the only thing I can tell your listeners is that, again, you know, I'll just repeat that that there is going to be a tremendous change. They're already occurring. You know, don't believe this climate change is, is to do with uh, carbon emissions. This is the Earth herself changing. 
and eventually um, these climate changes will stabilize and there will be a temperate temperature. There will be no such thing as uh, spring, summer, fall and winter. All that will be temperate climate in the, in the future. The, the weather conditions will be absolutely beautiful. Um, uh, you know, in the midst of everybody's going through their own personal struggles one way or the other. If it's not financially, if it's not mentally, if it's not economically, if it's not health-wise, relationship-wise, we're all we all have our struggles right now, and the best thing that we can do in the midst of our struggles is to look up and and to tune into the light of the of the cosmic beings of the higher beings, uh, and 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 send out this energy, send out this light. It's the only solution that's going to fix our world right now. Yeah. No, I I agree 100%. And, and I'm just glad that we have another guest on that's saying the exact same thing that we've heard before and that that I that resonates with me as well. Um, and so you're just validating even more so. So I appreciate that for sure. And I mean, if like, like you said, we're do we've just scratched the surface. So I mean, if you felt inclined to want to come back on later on we'd be more than happy to have you back on again to discuss some further things or you know discuss other things that you that you want you'd like our audience to know because i mean for michelle this is something that she's really you know knowledgeable and like she's learned more about than i have a lot of this stuff is new to me so it's something else that i'd like to keep expanding my my knowledge or my mind on because uh, you know all i want is for this world for people is for people to live happy just let's not fight we don't why do we have to hate each other like i mean because I, I i'm not gonna sit here and say i'm i love everybody and and i have you know differences with people and and i and i can and so i i also need to learn to just try and you know, but it's it when when I start to have those feelings towards people, it's more because of their intolerance for others. So then I become intolerant of them, or I, I you know, just like I have this feeling towards them because they just can't accept people for who they are. So, in a way, I, in my head, I'm valid. Like that's my validation for the way that I feel. But I know, like, it's also yeah, you know, so. <laughs> I don't know if that made any sense. No, I, yeah. I, I but... totally understand. Totally understand. Yeah, and that's the hardest thing these days is to is to understand that we are our brother's keeper, whether we like him or not. And uh, you know, Dr. King made himself unpopular in the '60s when he said, "Well, we're clo- you know, we're cl- you're closer to the communist Chinese as you are to your children." And so that's a concept that it's very hard, especially when you dislike somebody. And the only way is is to send that transmuting energy of light the l-o-v-e and like i say is the only way to to transmute bombs and guns have not worked they never will work hatred and violence has never has never fixed anything never and never will and never will the politicians create peace as well it's only the true spiritual leaders of this world uh, like like jesus and buddha and following the concepts of krishna you know, all the basic spiritual laws is the only solution that's going to fix this planet. 
But you said something there, following the concepts, like not necessarily exactly what's in the books and what you're reading, but just the ideas that are in there and taking those ideas and, and, you know, twisting them to fit your, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. hundred percent. Well, I was going to say one of my favorite things that you said uh, at the end of the book was that the one religion that the world has not tried is the religion of love and kindness. And I'm like, yes, that would that would be amazing if you could all just try that. Because, um, yeah, I'm kind of overall. I believe that's going to be the new religion of the world in the future is service service to others. That's the that's the yeah. that's the religion we will be following. You know, it's the only one that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. <laughs> well, um, Wajid, thank you so much for being on the show. We, we always give our guests an opportunity to promote anything. I know we talked about um, your book, if you want to promote that again or anything else, um, or where people can find you and reach out to you if they have any other questions. Yeah, uh, they can get the book through Amazon, The Struggle for World Sam- Sanity. It's on uh, Kindle, uh, print book and audio book. Uh, if they want to learn more about my master's organization, they can go to the Aetherius.org, A-E-T-H-E, or U-S.org. If they want to join uh, our band, uh, Valiant Band of uh, Healers worldwide, they can go to 12blessings.org, uh, the 12 being numerical. And uh, also I have my website now. If people want to learn more information, they can just go to Wajid Author, W-A-J-I-D Author dot com. Okay. Awesome. Great. Well, again, thank you for being on with us. It was mind opening for me. And uh, I, I'm sure Michelle was, again, it just amazes me when people like reach out to us and, and want to be on here with us because we're still relatively small and, and we appreciate anybody who gets on here to to want to share their life share their knowledge and experiences with us absolutely it was a, my real pleasure to be with you guys tonight thank you so much that was our guest wajid hassan yes okay um and yeah i mean his everything i feel like for the most part that he was saying is so similar to um our previous guest uh craig lefave who who's also written a few books and um I mean, yeah, just that message of, of oneness and that we got to be kind to each other. Damn it. <laughs> what don't you understand? So, yeah, I, I mean, I really appreciated um, what he had to say and, and his stories and sharing all that with us for sure. Yeah. And, and again, like I said, my mind was blown again, I guess, because a lot of this uh, information was stuff we, we'd heard with, with Craig, but there was some other stuff in there that was definitely um different different yeah, yeah. uh and uh my I, like i said my head doesn't hurt nearly as much as it did <laughs> with craig but yeah uh it, it was a lot of new information and a lot of uh stuff to to absorb and uh think about you know what i mean definitely having you know two people come on here who don't as far know as i know other. they don't know each other you know uh, saying a lot of, of similar things and and I mean it would make sense that they would because I mean if this is already these are ideas that are out there then of course yeah you know people are going to say the same things because those those it's like you, you get a Christian and you get another Christian they're going to say the same yeah. thing so if you get two people who are like-minded and 
it's but I the guess, difference is it's not a religion though right 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 what i'm trying to get at and i guess what what the difference here is it's two different cultures he grew up in a completely different culture than what i'm assuming mm. craig did you know on completely different parts of the world at different times they're not uh, they're not the same age you know what i mean yeah and just just so many differences and then to to have the same ideas same ex- similar experiences mm-hmm. you know i just yeah there's too many like coincidences val- there yeah. you know to, i mean it's like i was telling him it's it's yeah. validating right For so sure. yeah i mean what about what about you guys what do you what do you guys think what do you ah, feel who cares about what these? they think <laughs> no i'm joking no, I, I really do actually love when you guys um, shoot us DMs on Instagram or write a comment under it like, great episode, mm-hmm. loved it, even wanna... the 100% emoji, like, thank you, <laughs> love or, it. Especially the fire emoji. Or fire, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what would be even better, though, is if you showed us that love on... Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. Reviews. And I mean, yeah, you can just do like a simple like five star and that's it. But what's even better is when you have something nice and sweet to say so that I can read it on the podcast. Because apparently we're light, lightweight narcissists and want to hear good things about ourselves. No, we want to be able to get up higher in the ranks so that more people find the podcast so that we can share all these super awesome stories that you guys have with other people. Which, want to find like-minded people. Which we have, uh, you know, heard a couple of people say that they found us through Apple Podcasts, which yeah. is amazing. But we want to reach more people. Yeah. And we want more people to hear, again, because <laughs> we like talking and we like for you to hear us talk. But because... <laughs> I don't, but... You don't like for them to hear us talk? I told you, I don't even know why I started a podcast because I hate talking to strangers because of my <laughs> my social anxiety and I hate the sound of my own voice and yet here I am starting a podcast talking to strangers and listening to my own voice while I edit but I do love doing this I, I love talking the thing is I love talking about the paranormal so I can move past those things to be able to talk about it okay so we love talking about the paranormal I love talking about the paranormal you love talking I do love talking, but <laughs> when it's a topic that I enjoy, it's easier to talk. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So, but also again, like having people on like Wajid and Craig to just, and and even if you don't agree with it, just, you know, listening to it can open your mind to other things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just, sure. even if it's just peace, love and positivity, man, like even if you don't agree with what he's saying about other dimensions and planets being there being life on other planets in other dimensions. Like if fine, if If all you take away from this is peace, love and positivity and love your neighbor and just accepting people for who they are. Like that's great. That's a win. Yeah. In my eyes. Like that's a fucking win. Like for sure. Don't agree with anything else, but if you take that away, at least then mission accomplished, I think, you know, but I mean, do kind of keep your your mind open to some of the other stuff that he said too, because I mean, why not? You know, 
I'm not I'm not lying when I say that a UFO over a stable makes way more sense than a star. So yeah, <laughs> so, that's just my brain. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm glad he reached out. I'm glad we were able to talk to him. And uh, he, again, if he is willing, I am more than happy to have him on, sure. on again to uh, go a little deeper into some of the things that you know he was discussing. Uh, yeah. But if you guys want to contact us, uh, want to share your stories, you can do that by going to our website, which is webelievedyou.com. You can go to the contact us section and uh, type in your name or keep it anonymous. You can let us know your experiences. You can let us know that you want to be interviewed. You can also go to our social medias, get a hold of us there, like, comment, share everything because that helps us get noticed. That helps us get out to more people. And don't forget to share your stories with us, guys. Because we believe. Do you? 